Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. My name is James, and I'm so glad you tuned in today and this week, and we pray that you are doing really, really well, and appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in and listening, and uh, would love if you could subscribe and share this with your family and friends, and uh, we've been doing a little bit of an experiment over the last couple weeks, and what that experiment is, is uh, I've been sharing some of my sermons from the past on this channel as well, as opposed to just you know a 15 to 20 minute little uh devotional and uh we're not getting rid of those uh don't worry about that but just doing a little bit of experiment see if these sermons have and are beneficial to you um the main reason i do a devotional is uh because you don't always have that much time and i don't always have that much time and so i wanted to keep it short but i also thought i'd try to throw these in uh every once in a while as well but let me ask you a question Have you ever said or had someone say to you that God does not give you more than you can handle? Now, if that's been said to you, how did you respond to it? What did you think of it? Uh, Really quickly, as I set this up, um, there's been times in my life uh, that people have said that to me and it didn't make me feel any better. To be honest with you, I wanted to slap them in the back of the head. Uh, because sometimes when you're in the midst of the storm and whatever that is, and somebody comes up to you and says, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Um, it doesn't really encourage you. It doesn't really, um, benefit you. It doesn't really strengthen you. Uh, for some people it actually, uh, angers them and because it's not really meeting them where they are with what they need. And, uh, a while back, I was preaching through a, a sermon series called Truth Versus Myth. And one sermon that I did on that was on this. And the reason I'm doing this is that I came across this saying about two or three days ago in my life. And I, I saw somebody going, yeah, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And I'm like, oh, actually, he does. See, right off the get-go, I will tell you that God gives you more than you can handle. And there's a reason for that. And uh, I talk about that in this sermon that I'm going to share with you this week. And so if you're going through a difficulty right now, if there is a way that uh, I can help or pray for you, uh, reach out to me at Guarding the Well on Facebook. Um, and I will be in prayer for you. And uh Hopefully this is a benefit to you, and uh, if it is, uh, give us a like and share, and uh, enjoy the message. But I don't even look. Uh, if you do, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, we're going to be uh, finishing up our last message in our series, Truth versus Myth. And so we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, verse 13, in, uh, as we get there in a minute. But uh, we're going to open up in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you once again for today. And just thank you for everything that you are doing. Lord, we pray that you would, uh, that you would work, Lord. And pray that you would guide, and I pray that you would uh, direct And so, Lord, we pray that your hand would be upon us this day. Lord, give us wisdom because we really need to hear. um, We have to have a right understanding of this claim. And so we give this to you, Lord, and we ask that you would would just work, Lord. We give this to you, Lord, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning to you all. Yeah, that wasn't good enough. Good morning. There you go. That's better. That's better. 
Uh, hopefully you're doing well. It's great to have you in here. Uh, those of you joining us on, online, thankful for, for you. Uh, those of you that join us online, if you're not already connected with us, we'd love to have you connect with us in some way. Uh, send us a message, email, whatever you need to do. Uh, you could even connect with us through the church website. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, this morning we're in our last message in our, our series, Truth Versus Myth. And I believe this is message number 10, if I am counting right. And so we've been in this series for 10 weeks. And if you're wondering what we're going to be doing the, uh, moving forward and for the summer months, uh, we're going to have a couple standalone sermons, which means uh, they're not going to be part of a series. And then in a couple weeks, in about three weeks, if uh, the calendar in my mind is working properly, uh, we're going to start a series that is going to take about eight or nine weeks, and we're going to look at the disciples' prayer. Now, how many of you know what the disciples' prayer is? So how many know what the Lord's Prayer is? There you go. The Lord's Prayer is better named the Disciples' Prayer. Uh, well, I'll explain why that is, uh, but we're going to take a couple of weeks, and that's going to be our next series that we're going to do. We're going to actually break that up, and we're going to go through that whole uh, prayer uh, starting in uh, the middle of July, and that'll take us for July and August. And so that's what we got going on next. But uh, I do hope this series has answered some of the questions you might have had on a couple of things. I hope it's been beneficial for you as we looked at some of these different claims over the last 10 weeks. And this morning, we wrap up this series. We're going to take a look at one of the most popular claims out there. And perhaps this is a claim that you have uttered yourself, right? So I was just thinking about it. You may have said this claim. You may believe this claim that we're going to look at this morning. And what that claim is, and, and some of you are thinking, well, I don't think I, I believe this claim, Pastor. I, maybe you do. But this claim is when people say this a lot. I can think back over my life, uh, and then when Amy and I have been married for the last 18 years, and people have said this to um, me, uh, this is a saying that comes up. People will utter this saying when bad things happen. When trials come, hardships come, difficulties uh, come, life-changing events happen, that kind of says leave us numb. And when we're in that position, we don't know where to turn, we don't know who to turn to, we don't know what to do. Uh, when those types of things are taking place, and I'm pretty sure you've been there, uh, maybe somebody has wronged you so much in life, maybe uh, life hasn't just thrown a curveball at you, but life has run you over with a tractor trailer and then put it in reverse and ran you over again. I don't know, maybe you've ever been there. When you're in that situation, somebody will come up to you and they will try to help you and they'll try to encourage you with, your word, with their words. And they will utter something, and sometimes they'll say something to you like this. You got this. You can handle this. You want to know why you can handle this? Because God does not give us more than we can handle. And so we're going into a very difficult season, a tough trial, somebody, and a lot of times it's a Christian. A Christian will come up to us and say, God won't give you more than you can handle. That's the claim we're going to look at this morning. How many of you have ever heard that claim before? I'm not going to ask you if you said it. I'm not going to ask you if you believe it. Like those things you can wade through this morning. But this is probably one of the most popular claims that are out there that we're covering in our uh, series this morning. Uh, as we look at... Uh, i got to fix my slides. You all need to know what we're doing here this morning. Um, 
It's that claim. So here's the claim. Is it truth or is it myth? Is it biblical? Is it right? Does God actually tell us that he will not give to us more than we can handle? Now this is one of the claims that are widely used and accepted even by Christians. And not only do we say God says, we says the Bible says, you know, you know what the Bible says, right? The Bible says God will only help those who help themselves, which is not true, right? And the Bible also says that God won't give us more than we can handle. And so this morning we have to look at that claim and ask ourselves, is it true or is it not? Because if that claim is not true, then guess what? We need to do two things. We need to stop saying it, and we need to stop believing it if it is false. And so this morning, we're going to look at the claim, we're going to look at the truth, and we're going to look at temptation. And the first place we need to start this morning is the claim. And so what is the claim? The claim that is made. And you know this, I've already given it to you. It's really quite simple. That God is not going to give to us more than we can handle. This claim, this sentence, really comes out when things really hit the wall. Right? I want you to think back in your life. I want you to ask yourself if somebody has ever said this to you. Maybe you had a loss of a loved one. And somebody utters this sentence to you. Maybe the boss calls you into the office and says, Hey, guess what? Profit is down. And we have to make some cuts. And sorry to say, you're, you're one of the cuts that we have to make. And so we, we have to let you go. Or maybe you go to the doctor for some normal checkups and the blood work comes back and the numbers in the blood work are, are really high and the doctor calls you back and goes, hey, the counts in your blood were, were, were really high. We don't know exactly what is wrong, but something is wrong. You have to have more testing to figure it out, but things are not right. Or maybe you've been in the place where you've had something like that happen, but maybe it's also you've been in a season where you didn't just have one of those ha things happening, but it was a season where all of those types of things were happening all at once. And it feels like that life is hitting you from so many different angles. That it's just weighing on you and crushing you. And it is at that time when someone, many times, as I said, who says they are a Christian comes up and goes, I hear what you're going through. I understand what you're going through. I've gone through hard times in my life as well. But just know I'm praying for you. And remember, God doesn't give us more than we can handle. It is that claim that everything that is taking place is something that God thinks we can handle. Do you realize that? When we say God won't give us more than what we can handle, what we're saying or what we believe is that anything that happens in our place, in our life rather, is that God is saying, because I'm giving this to you, because I'm allowing this to happen, I know you can handle it and you can work through it. And we should be encouraged by that. And so when the doctor calls and says, well, you have cancer, you go, I should be really encouraged by this because God has given this to me because it is something that I can handle. Yay! Does that sound right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound right at all. Where does this claim come from? Well, actually, this claim comes from the Bible, for the most part. But here's the thing. The Bible, listen, the Bible does not say God will give us what we can handle. 
The Bible does not say that God is not going to give to us more than we can handle. It doesn't say that. This so-called verse is right next to the verse that says God will help those who help themselves. You know where the, the, the quote-unquote biblical verses of God helps those who help himself and God won't give us more than we can handle? They're together, but you want to know where they're together at? In the garbage can. Because they're not in the Bible. They're not even biblical claims. I have read the scriptures cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation, numerous times. I have preached through almost 30 books of the entire Bible. I, ha I can't find it. Can't find it at all. It's not in there anywhere. The Bible does not say that God is going to give us more than we can handle. But it is a claim that comes from the Bible. What I mean by that is this. And this is where we come to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And Paul says this. He says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. That verse is where the claim, God won't give us more than we can handle, come from. That's where the claim comes from, that biblical verse. The problem with that is this. The claim comes from a misreading of that verse. Because Paul is not talking about trials. He's not talking about hardships. He's not talking about difficulties. He's not talking about stress. He's not talking about worries or anything along those lines. This verse gets read and we make an inference of it. We think it says something that it doesn't. I don't know, maybe you've noticed that through our series, that things get misread a lot. That's why it's so important to study the Scriptures. See, this is why we cannot come to the Bible going, I'm going to take the Bible and make the Bible fit my thoughts, which is what a lot of people do. Or we can't come to the Bible going, okay, what does the Bible mean to me? What does this verse mean to me? And then I will apply that meaning to my life. We can't do that. We have to come to the Scriptures and go, okay, what does the Scripture mean? And how does that meaning apply to my life? See, this claim comes from a bad reading of Scripture because as you're going to see, Paul is speaking about temptation. He's, he's speaking about temptation, not trials or hardships in this verse. But this claim that God won't give us more than we can handle also comes from this. It comes from the desire to encourage someone. Often this claim comes from the lips of a well-meaning person who is trying to encourage or strengthen another person who's walking through a very hard season of life. Many times we'll say something like this, or we'll say God has a reason, or, or something like that to encourage someone. But many times what we're saying is not actually biblical, as in the case with our claim today. You see, this claim that God does not give us more than we can handle, are you ready? It's false. This claim is a myth. It's not true. So when we say the words, God won't give us more than we can handle, we're lying. Because God doesn't say that. And the Bible doesn't say that. But here's what I also want you to understand about this myth. This claim that God won't give us more than our, that we can handle is not just a myth, it's a dangerous myth. It's very dangerous. You go, well, how can it be dangerous to say God won't give us more than we can handle? 
It's dangerous because it's the exact opposite of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why it's dangerous. Because it's actually the opposite of the gospel. It's the opposite of the scriptures. You see, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is what? Guess what? You're a sinner, you're broken, and you need salvation. But guess what? We can't save ourselves. It's too much for us. It is something that we cannot do for ourselves. It's something that we cannot handle. We cannot handle our own salvation. We can't do it. And we need someone else to step in. And that someone else is Jesus. And so the Gospel, the Scripture, you see, the Scripture is all about Jesus. The Gospel is all about Jesus. But when we say things like, God won't give you more than you can handle, you know what we're doing? We're making it about ourselves. or We're making it about me instead of Jesus. We go, you got this. You can do it. The things that you're going through right now in life, if you have the mentality of, God won't give me more than I can handle. That means you think you can handle everything and anything that life throws at you and you don't need God. That's the exact opposite of what the Scriptures tell us. And so that's why it's dangerous because it makes us about us. I got this. I can do this. Just find the spark within you. You can do absolutely anything that you set your mind to. You can go through this. Are you serious? I can't even lose 10 pounds, let alone going through things in my life that are an issue, that are hardship, that are difficulties by myself. Friends, it's not about you. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. But if we have the mentality, well, if God gives it to me, then I can handle it. Well, then you made it all about you and not Him. Stop making it about self. Make it about Jesus. This claim is dangerous because it pushes us more into self-dependence. And unfortunately, this is something that, that the overall church is struggling with. When I say church, I don't mean just our church. I just mean the church, the body of Christ. Because of the culture in which we live in, we become so dependent upon ourselves. I can do it. I can do it. I can handle it. I can handle it. I don't need help. I can do it. We need to depend upon God. Not ourselves. God wants us depending upon Him. And so this claim pushes us more into a self-dependence. It pushes us more into a self-exaltation, a self-glorifying. Look at me. Look at what I've gotten myself through. The doctor gave me a bad report, but look at me. I pulled up my bootstraps and I kept going. I got laid off, but you know what? I was born in northeast Pennsylvania where the, the home of the coal miners who worked really, really hard. And, and trust me, I know what that is. My grandfather's dad was brought home and thrown onto the kitchen table because he died in the mines. I, I know, you know, my family has that lineage. And so we have that mentality that I can do it. Look at what I've done. Look what I've brought myself through. Look what I've brought my family through. You're exalting yourself. You're boasting in yourself. You're glorifying yourself. Not Jesus. And that's why this myth is dangerous because it pushes us away from Christ and pushes us more into pride and depending upon ourselves and glorifying ourselves and boasting in ourselves and not Christ. It's the exact opposite of what the Scriptures tell us and call us to. So the claim, God won't give us more than we can handle, is a myth. And it's a dangerous myth. But you want to know what the truth is? Truth. 
Here's the truth, and you need to hear it. Some of you already know what I'm going to say. That doesn't mean you believe it. God does give to us more than we can handle. I'll tell you it again. God does give to us more than we can handle. Now I say that, and some of you are thinking, no way. You think no way because you've heard that claim so many times that has been ingrained in your head. You think that it comes from the Bible, but you also think, God wouldn't do that to me. God wouldn't give me more than I can handle. Hmm, yeah, He would. He would. He has given you more than you can handle. Maybe He's given you more than you can handle right now. And you know what? I'm glad that He does. I'm very happy that God gives us more than we can handle. Well, I don't agree with you, Pastor. I think that would be mean of God if He gave us more than we can handle. So I don't agree with you. Well, you should agree with me, not just because, I, not because I'm the pastor, because I have a Bible verse, okay? I have a Bible verse, right? And I actually don't think it's mean of God to give us more than we can handle. I actually think it's loving that He gives us more than we can handle. The Bible does not say God will not give us more than we can handle, but you know what the Bible does say? The Bible tells us that God is going to give us more than we can handle. Bet you never heard that claim before. It's like the forgotten promises of Jesus. Jesus always promises to be there for us, not to leave us, not to forsake us, to give us peace. But we always forget about the promise that Jesus makes that we will be persecuted if we follow him. We always forget that. Same thing here. God won't give us more than we can handle. The Bible doesn't say that, but the Bible does say he will. And what I mean by that is this. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 to 9. Paul says this. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. Don't read ahead of me, okay? Some of you are reading ahead of me. So here's Paul talking about hardships, trials, difficulties. Remember, Paul has been shipwrecked, he's been stoned, he's been beaten, he, he's had all these trials and hardships. He goes, we want you to know about these. So what does he go on to say? We were under great pressure, far beyond our own ability to endure so that we despised despaired even of life indeed our hearts in our hearts we felt the sentence of death stop reading what did Paul say there because we have these hardships weighing on us crushing us and these hardships are more than our we can endure because we actually feel the sentence of death within our hearts. Now, you don't need to know what that says in the Greek. Because it translates really well in the English. You know what Paul's saying? God's giving us more than we can handle. That's what Paul's saying there. That the trials and the hardships and the weight, the worry, the stress that comes with them, it's far more than we can endure in our own ability. And so because of that, because we're being crushed and we despair life. You ever feel like that? You ever feel like so much is weighing on you and crushing you that you can utterly say the same thing that Paul says? We're under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've probably been there at some point in your life and maybe you're there this morning. 
That's God giving you more than you can handle. I want you to let that weigh in on you a bit. Because some of you have never been hit with this because you've been hit with the false claim. And you don't realize that God will give us more than we can handle. God does this in a bunch of ways. He does it through sickness. He does it through death. He does it through job issues. He does it through relationships. I can give you so many stories of my own life where God has just poured out way too much more than I can handle. And I'll give you one of them as an example. Actually, one of the things that is more than I can handle is actually pastoring a church. Paul even had the same thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he lists everything that he's gone through and goes, and daily the concern I have for the church. I was cutting lunch meat and the next day I was pastoring a church. Like, think about that. I was cutting lunch meat at Wegmans and then I started pastoring a church. I've mentioned this to you before, but in my first three or four days here at the church in 2007, I was asked to do three funerals. I didn't even have the car unloaded yet. And I was asked to do three funerals within the first 72 hours of being the pastor of this church. I have done funerals for murder victims. I've done funerals for suicide victims. I've done funerals where I've watched parents bury their children. I've done a funeral and a wedding in the same day. Funeral in the morning, wedding at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Each time my kids were born, you know what I did the same day my kids were born? For all four of them. I went and visited someone in the hospital. Because someone of our church family was in the hospital every time one of my kids were born. And one of them I actually went and visited to while wearing the scrubs from the OR from the operating room. I went and visited them. I've been called out to watch people that I don't know die. I've been called out to homes of people who are thinking of committing suicide. I've stepped into family issues. I've stepped into issues between church members. Lead the church. Try to reach the community. Teach four to five times a week. Sit with people across my desk for me and listen to how life has just wrecked them and they don't know what to do. They don't know what has taken place. They're looking for guidance and comfort. I've had people stop talking to me. I've had people see me walking on the street and they will cross the street so they don't have to cross my path. I'm not complaining. There's nothing I would rather do in this world than pastor a church. It's what God has called me to do. It's what I want to do. It's what I want to do more than anything else. But I give you those bits of information to tell you there's things about being a pastor is far more than I can handle as a human being. Far more. Hear me as I say this again. God has and God will give you more than you can handle. Well, Pastor, why would he do that? Why would God do something like this? Why would God give us so much? 
it gets so hard. It gets so painful. It gets so numbing. It gets to the point where you get so overwhelmed by stuff. You don't know what to do and you don't know where to start and you don't know how to handle. I agree with you on that. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. You're not wrong to feel that. You're not wrong to question that. But God does give us more than we can handle for a host of reasons. And I'll just give you four of them this morning. The first is this, to trust God's presence. See, one of the things we are good at is doubting God's presence in our life. We forget that He's there. Think back to when things are going good for you. And hopefully things are going good for you right now. Like, Pastor, it would be a lot better for me if the sermon is over. Nope, we're not there yet. But think back to when life is going good. When life is going really well. How often do you think about God during the day? If we're honest, not much, right? Because things are going so well. I'll give you an example. I've given you this example over the last year. When COVID hit, we had more people coming to church. You realized that when we had hundreds of people testing positive for COVID on a daily basis in Luzerne County, our church attendance was higher than it is now. You realize that. In person and online, our church attendance was higher when COVID was worse. COVID gets better, life gets better. Guess what happens? Attendance at church. And I'm not kidding, I didn't show you the numbers. Nose dives. Well, why? Life got better. So we stopped thinking about God as much. Because we are really good at forgetting about God when things are going well, but guess what happens when things get bad? When things get bad and things get hard and they get difficult, guess what? Oh, God, will you help me? God, where are you? We run to God. That is when we seek His presence. And so God gives us more than we can handle so that we will know that He is there with us because it will cause us to run to Him. I, when I was going through it this week, I was thinking of the time where Jesus was in the boat with the disciples. And Jesus was asleep in the boat and the disciples, they're up and they're doing their thing on the boat and a storm comes up. And the disciples are like, we're going to die. Jesus is sleeping, but the disciples think that they're going to die. And so what do they do? They run to Jesus. They didn't realize who Jesus fully was at the time because when Jesus wakes up, calms the storm, they're like, well, who is this? But what caused the disciples to run to Jesus, the storm that they're in? And God will cause storms to happen or He'll give us more stuff for that, us to weigh on so that we will know that He is there so that we will run to Him and trust in His presence. Not forget about Him. So let me ask you this. Are you forgetting about God in your daily life or you're running to Him daily knowing that He is there? Why does God give us more than we can handle? Number two, rely on God and not on self. We go back to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. I didn't tell you the rest of the verse, but Paul goes this far beyond our ability to endure. He goes, Paul, Paul goes, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. I want you to get what Paul says there. God goes, God is giving us more than we can handle. 
He's giving us far more than we can handle. And the reason God is giving us more than we can handle is so that we don't rely on ourselves, but we rely on Him. How often do you rely on yourself? It's our culture, isn't it? I can do anything. I can do this. I can do that. I can do anything if we put our minds together. I told you earlier that the claim that God does not give us more than we can handle is a dangerous one because it makes it about us, not Jesus. That I can do this. I don't need Jesus. What are you going through in your life right now? Do you think you can handle it without Jesus or do you think you really need Jesus? Because you do need Jesus. Because we get this smug mindset of I can do this. I don't need help. I don't need Christ. I got this. And we should be saying, I don't got this. I need Jesus. God, will you give me what I need? Friends, maybe God is giving you more than you can handle right now in your life so that you'd stop relying on yourself and rely on Him. Why should we rely on Him? We can't even turn turn signal on in a car to turn left. Paul goes, he raises dead people. Who do you think is better equipped to handle what we go through in life? Us or God? It's God. But there's a third one. Equip. Train us. God will give us more than we can handle so that we are equipped. I can remember my first day at Wegmans. If you've ever been to Wegmans in the deli department, the case is actually the case where they have all the lunch meat is about 16 feet long. Right? Now, I had cut lunch meat before I worked at Wegmans. When I worked at Wawa, I sliced lunch meat. So my first day at Wegmans, I can remember it. Right? I can remember it well. I get there, there's about 35 customers out there when I start my shift, right? And I'm looking at all this food. I don't know why you need like 15 different types of turkey lunch meat, right? But they got it, right? They got it, right? You got four different kinds of salami. It's just crazy. Like, why do you need it? And then there's something called mortadella. It's bo- I, do any of you know what mortadella is? Right? Some of you know. It's pretty much bologna with chunks of fat and pistachio in it, right? Why do you need that, right? But anyways... Case is 16 feet long, right? There is an enormous amount of stuff. And then you have to know an individual number for every product that you're slicing so that you could type it into the computer and get the, the sticker, right? So you need to know everything. You need to know where everything is. You need to know the numbers. And I'm going, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this. I was completely and utterly overwhelmed my first day. You know what? I needed to be overwhelmed because that is what trained me and equipped me for the next five and a half years of my life. God will overwhelm you. He will give you more than you can handle so that He can train you and equip you for what you're going to go through later on in life and what He's going to call you to do. That's why He does it. So that we're ready. So He doesn't just throw us into the fire and go, ha ha, have fun. But you know what? I'm going to equip you and I'm going to train you. When the time is right, you're going to be equipped for that task. You're going to be trained for that task. But then there's also another one. God will give us more than we can handle so that we can comfort others. 
Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-4. He says, Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. I've told you in the past, when you're studying the Bible, find the things that repeat. And you read that, and there's something that repeats. You know what it is? It's the word comfort. And God goes, I'm going to comfort you so that you can comfort others. That's what He says. And so some of you, you've gone through a great deal in your life. You've been hurt big time. You have been sinned against. You have been wronged. And you have gone through an incredible amount of stuff. And maybe you sit there and go, why has God enabled me? Or why has God gone, have me gone through these situations? Why did God have me go through this? Why did I have to do this? Why did I have to have this go against me? And God goes, one of the reasons perhaps that I have this happen to you is so that you would find comfort in me and from me, God says, so that you can take the comfort that I have given to you and you can give that comfort to somebody else that is going through the same thing that you went through. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, but has anybody ever tried to give you comfort in a situation in your life and they never went through it? You stand back and go, you have no idea what I'm going through. Thank you for the thought, but how can you comfort me? You've never gone through what I've gone through. But if somebody comes up to you and goes, hey, I know what you're going through. I went through that 15 years ago. Same story. Same, same thing. God comforted me greatly. Let me try to comfort you with the comfort that God has given to me. Some of you are asking what God wants you to be doing with your lives. Perhaps part of that is taking the comfort that He has given to you in your pain and your hardship and your trials and giving that comfort to somebody else who is going through something you've already gone through. Because you can speak the language. You know the pain. You know the hurt. But you also know the comfort that God has given to you. But on this, the church needs to stop saying fancy things and walk with people in life. We really need to walk with people through things. We need to be doing life with each other. Being there, going through things, helping out. Not to say I'm praying for you, but actually serving them, loving them, helping them. Friends, the truth of the matter that God is going to give you more than you can handle. And He's going to give it to you so that you would trust His presence, so that you would rely on Him because He's trying to equip you and train you and He's trying to comfort you so that you would comfort other people. And so yes, He's going to give you more than you can handle. But the question is, how are you going to respond to that? How are you going to respond to that? You can fight against that. You can receive it. How are you going to do it? Because that leads us with one last thing that we have to talk about, and that's temptation. This is back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Paul says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He'll not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. In this verse, Paul is talking about temptation, not trials. But what is the difference? 
How often do you feel like the temptation that you're struggling with is a trial? Or maybe you're in a trial and you're going through and it seems to be tempting you to sin in some way. Trials and temptations weave together sometimes and there's a reason for that. They are different, but oftentimes they're two sides of the same coin. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is how are you going to receive it? It's how you receive it and how you respond to the issue. And here's why. God will take the same situation and bring it to you in your life to test you so that he can develop you. Satan at the same time will take the same issue at the same time and he'll try to tempt you in order to destroy you. And so there's often times where Maybe we get fired at work, we get left off, uh, let go at work, or the doctor calls and God's going, okay, I'm, I'm giving you this test so that I can develop you. But Satan's going, yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this to tempt you and destroy you. And the question then becomes, well, how are we going to respond to everything? Are we going to respond in a way, okay, this is what God is doing in my life. How am I to receive this in a way that is good and godly and honoring Him? How is it going to build me up? How can I respond to this in a way that I will grow in Christ? Or we're just going to fight against God and go, God, I can't believe you've done this. And we're going to go off in the sin and have Satan destroy us through the trial or through the temptation. It depends on how we receive and respond to the event that is taking place. And what Paul tells us here, that temptations are common to man. You know that not all of us face the same temptations, but we all face temptation. Do you realize that? We always think, no one is tempted like I am. Nobody, is ever, nobody ever goes through the trials that I go through. And Paul goes, no. Everybody is tempted. Temptation is common to man. Jesus even faced temptation. That's why we can run to him for help. Because he's faced temptation. He's overcome it without sinning. But there's two great things in here that I want you just to lay at your feet when it comes to temptation. God's going to limit it. God will. And this is where the confusion comes into. This is where we think God is not going to give us more than we can handle because Paul says God is going to limit the temptation. And we think that that means trials, and it's not. Paul is talking about temptation and sin here, not hardships and suffering. He goes, you know what? When the temptations come, God knows. He knows what you can bear. He knows what you can endure in and through Him. And so He's not going to give you more temptation. And guess what? Not only is He going to limit it, but God is going to give us a way out. When temptation is knocking at your door, whatever that temptation is, God is going to give you an exit. He's going to give you a way to leave that situation that's not going to have you to sin. One Bible commentator calls it a mountain pass. It's like a mountain pass. You can just get out the back door, so to say, and not fall into sin and temptation. Every time temptation comes, we have one of two doors that we enter into. It is the door that I'm going to give myself to this sin and this temptation, or I'm going to flee and I'm going to run away from it. Friends, I know many of you have been through a lot. And maybe you beat yourself up because you don't think you're strong enough. Maybe you've beaten yourself up because you don't think you had enough faith in Christ or you don't have enough faith in Christ because 
Well, if God gave it to me, He thought I can handle it, and I didn't handle it really well. I didn't handle it at all. And so you beat yourself up and you, you walk around with some guilt and some shame because of that. Don't beat yourself up about it. Because there's a very good chance that what God gave to you was more than you can handle. And He's done it for a reason. Friends, stop relying upon yourself. Stop trusting yourself. Stop thinking you can do absolutely everything. Because we can't. Run to Jesus. Don't walk. Run to Jesus. Rest in Him. His presence in your life. Be still and know that I am God. For my glory will be seen throughout the nations. I will be exalted among the earth. And God tells us to be still and know that He is God because His glory is going to spread throughout the earth. Rest in His presence in your life. Ask Him what He's trying to do in your life through these situations. Ask Him what He's trying to teach you. Ask Him what He's trying to equip you for. Ask Him how it is that He wants you to take what the situation you are in right now and how He wants you to use that for His glory, your benefit, and the joy of somebody else. Because God will give you more than you can handle. So run to Him. And rely on Him and not yourself, as Paul says. Let us pray. Father God, we thank You for today and we thank You for... Father, I thank You for forgiveness. Father, far too often we think that You're not going to give us more than we could handle. Lord, that is so false. Lord, I pray that You'd help us to realize that there will be times where You give us far more than we can handle. And it's at those times that we don't, that we don't have to pull up the bootstraps and, and rush headlong into something and try to fix or accomplish upon ourselves. But Lord, it is at those times where we need to fall on our knees in prayer and run to you and seek you out and ask you to handle what we cannot. Father, I pray that you give us the wisdom and discernment to see that in our lives. Father, draw us to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.